Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, dogs, cats, droids, non-binaries, aliens from another dimension, iron people, uh, football players. It is Thursday night. Thank you so much for joining us here on this centennial celebration of lights, thunder, action. We will be on very shortly to discuss D23 Expo with our good buddy, co-producer, co-founder of this podcast here, David Thompson. And we will have Leah Elizabeth and the Kleinfeld on later to discuss She-Hulk episode five. Episode 100, Lights, Thunder, Action. We did it, kids. We'll see you after the jump. Welcome to LTA with TCR and JRV. This is where the fun begins. You're just not thinking fourth dimensional. Slurris! Peter Theater 3! Nom nom. I'm vengeance. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! I love you guys. Hold on to your butts. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. Dude, I almost had you. To that I say, alright, alright, alright. Good evening. It is September 15th, 2022, and it is time for your Thursday night pick-me-up where two Thunder buddies dive into all things Marvel, DC, pop culture, IP, and the latest happenings in the film industry. Episode 100 of LTA. Thank you for unmuting me. It is episode 100 of Lights, Thunder, action so thomas and i are going to be joined by a host of special guests who are going to help us talk about she hulk we're going to help us talk about uh, d23 and everything we found out there and uh we're also going to celebrate getting to 100 episodes on this show uh and we might even talk about the canceled star wars movie rogue squadron if thomas can see, keep himself together but uh before we get to all of that thomas where can everybody find our 100th episode of lta Yes, we are live beaming directly into your homes and phones via our Lights Thunder Action Facebook and the HWWS Web TV channel on Twitter and YouTube. All of those links can be found at linktree.com forward slash Lights Thunder Action. All one word, no hyphens, no spaces. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow to view the live version of our show where you can interact with us. But if you don't want to look at our beautiful bearded faces, but you love to hear our beautiful bearded voices... Then you can find our beautiful voices on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, and Spotify. Uh, follow and subscribe on those platforms while you're there. Be sure to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. And ask us a question in that review. And we'll bring it right here on the show and answer it for you. JRB, you brought the suit out, buddy. I brought the suit. I had to match my little guy down in the corner there. You know, um, for the first time ever we're doing that? We're actually doing it. You know, Tom Drew, if you really want to get specific, Tom Drew made this happen because he yeah. is the one that that designed our little characters. Mm -hmm. And what are the odds that we both had the exact outfit that he drew us out to have? It's magical. I can't say I'm wearing blue jeans because it's Florida, but I am wearing something underneath. Just be beware. I know you can only see from we can imagine. Up, we can imagine from pants. the waist down. Well, that's. What we that's <laughs> you know, uh, it's a PG-13 show, but you know where the hammer lies in Asgard. Come on, guys. 
he thought it was going somewhere Ooh. else. Uh, you took that the wrong way, phrasing. Let's go ahead, and we got to celebrate episode 100, the centennial celebration, by bringing on none other than one half of the original co-host, one third of the producing, I don't even know, math, man, David, the drippiest teacher, Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, It's really surreal of being back. I don't think I've been on. I don't have I been on since JR started. I'm not sure. I don't Maybe think so. Once. I, I don't I, think I so. Really, though. I don't think you have. I think I've been, ever I've been, since I took your spot, you haven't come back. I have not, and I have been an avid watcher on YouTube. Typically, that's where my that's my preferred streaming method for LTA. See that pop up on the notification? Click, you know, see where you guys are at in the episode. It's always a fun time. Um, pretty surreal. Uh, I will say, like, just kind of the rundown at the beginning, because I do wanted to start off today by saying, like. Obviously, me and Thomas founded the show back in March of 2020, um, which was when everything was shut down. We were bored. We didn't have work to go to together anymore. Um, I was wrapping up my college career, and we were like, you know what? We talked about um, these these kinds of topics all the time, and we wanted to start the podcast. And we were like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it now <laughs> because there was nothing else better to do. Um, and I'm just so congratulations, guys. Congratulations to everyone involved. Congratulations to all the guests we're going to talk about as well. Just making it to 100 episodes. It's been ups. It's been downs. There's been like so much has happened with the show. And I'm so glad that it has prevailed through when it just it started this little nexus idea um, with me and Thomas. Like, I mean, this was before uh, the direct really was a thing. I wasn't at the direct yet. Um, it's just so cool like now how much you know meeting you jr having you now be a co-host it's like so cool to see and i'm just so proud of what the show is how it's still running how it's still thriving and just such a fun time like this is just i know i'm here right now but when i'm not here guys like tune in this is such a fun show um that's how me and thomas always you know imagined it and God, I think hopefully you guys go down less rabbit holes than we used to because me and Thomas used to just we, we, we had to dig ourselves out of rabbit holes for like 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> we try so Monahan. hard to get back on track. Yeah. It doesn't happen. That's yeah, like it's Monahan, just, you know, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, But, you know, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very excited to be here. It's crazy that I have been back since um you started, JR, and I just God, I'm just really happy and excited to talk with you fellas. Like, this is just such an exciting opportunity for me because it's been a while talking to you two uh, just about all these topics, talking about, you know, D23, Marvel, all this good stuff. So thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. Excited to be back. Episode 100. So happy we made it. Who did think this is so awesome. Look at us. (laughs) Who did thunk it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not not me, you know? I I, got to echo that, you know, there was hard to believe we actually made it to 100 episodes i didn't think we'd make it past 20 david (laughs) i was certain he would have left me after like episode five and he's like man this guy just it's just like 5 a.m except it's taking four hours now and we're not getting paid for it (laughs) so (laughs) um so you know i i'm always so thankful that we started this and that you agreed to do this right off the jump and we turned into a live show is originally just a podcast and then on week yep. three we do um a live um convention which was also yes. a telethon raising uh, money for um the covid relief at the time and yeah 
week three, we became a live show because we enjoyed it so much and had friends hanging out in the comments. And what a great segue. Uh, Mama Irizarry is here with us saying congratulations with 100. I would cheers you with my beer if I had one. Ugh, I should have. I'm slacking. <laughs> uh, Terry McIver, another great friend and producer on this show, says when 100 episodes you reach, look as good, you are not. <laughs> Thunder Buddies for life. That's right. I should have wore the shirt, but it's okay. And then he also says, um, these things can go off without segueing. I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. It literally we, doesn't happen. It yeah, really right. doesn't. I do um, want to say it is cool. Oh, sorry, Thomas. I was just going to say one thing about the live stream part is that I feel like we, we kind of fell in love with the idea of live streaming where we thought, you know, that makes the show different. That made it more fun. It, we, it, gave us a different energy right and i think we had so when we did that um just kind of dial things back like i mean over two years now it's interesting because when we did that you know telethon we had like an hour block it was such a cool thing we jump in talking to people talking about like power rangers <laughs> and we had a bunch of people in the comments and we're like this is so fun right like this is like such a fun experience and just like i love talking to you, thomas but a little more fun than just us talking to each other for yeah. two hours, right? There was like more interactive elements. And I think, you know, shout out to everyone throughout episodes one through a hundred now that have tuned in and been there. Like Terry, you know, you've been here for so much of it um, and like locked in and, you know, helping us, you know, like keep the show going and keep that excitement happening. And it's so cool because that I think, and I'm glad you guys still have like stuck to what, you know, this is as a live show, because for me, it's like, even just the name lights, thunder action, like that kind of insinuates we are live, right? This is a show less of a like, um, podcast that drops at six in the morning, right? You know, like you wake mm -hmm. up to a podcast. This is more like, Hey, it's the evening time tune in. We're having fun. And I still love how that's such an element of the show and something that I always enjoyed about it. And I'm happy. I'm happy we made that decision, right? Because yeah. I feel like that gave us that that kind of showmanship that both of us, I think, enjoy of like have, knowing that someone is on the other end <laughs> besides just one another. So, um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's fun being back. I'm excited to dive into whatever we're talking about today. I, I have no notes. I have no idea. Just throw them at me. I, I'm here for information. <laughs> would you would you like the notes? Because it's no, deep. I don't want the notes. It's nope. deep two three. You know, what I'm I saying? am not diving into the notes. Just hit me with it. I am a guest. Just throw the ideas at me um yeah so we we're still a live show and you know now is probably the best time to say that after we finish she hulk and house of the dragon when those seasons wrap up it'll be back to back um we are going to not be every week actually we have so much going on that we're gonna have to uh dial it back and basically become a special event show where we recap a whole season or we review a movie, a movie, a movie, um, or That's dive into something specific we want. It, it'll be a little bit less structured for sure, which is great. It's not like we don't get wrapped up in 35 tangents in 20 minutes or anything. So, you know, I think this is a bill. It, it is, it works better this way because when you have shows like Miss Marvel or Moon Knight that mm. are, are so intricate and nuanced, um, it really does take the whole season of yeah. that mini series for us to really have a good grasp of the idea that it, that it, it tries to portray and like, and what it consists of. So going week to week on shows like that, either a lot of times the themes are so similar week to week, or it, 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 you don't have any clear idea of what's going on until the last couple episodes that it, some of these things don't make sense 
to talk about on a weekly basis. And since that's what we are more geared towards now, being able to talk about it in a more condensed capacity where everything's together. Oh man, look yes. at the Thunder Buddies t-shirt, dude. Likes Thunder action. Look at that. That's right. Had to break it out. That's Had to break o- it out. OG logo. That is yeah. that predates yeah. the the season three logos we've got on the screen here. That is classic vintage. Made by none other. Yep. Than the drippiest right. teacher. I, I this is my <laughs> one and only attempt at anything Photoshop, whatever. This, Man, this is mine. Grand slam. Whatever it is. Wow. March 2020 creation right there. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely oh, love it. Throw back. Well, uh, really quick, we just want to thank all of our guests before we dive right in. We made a list. We checked it twice. If we missed you, I'm sorry. I was a dick and I'm not nice. Just like Jen Walters, I am going to throw myself under the bus. That's what makes this show great. Thank you to Bill Sadler, Klein Felt, Leah Elizabeth, Beth Ann Tarpley, Jack Pews, Liam Crowley, Derek Diamond, Matt Rimke, Julia Delbell, Rodney Fike, Monty Michael Moore, Ethan Simi, Josh Bauer, Tom Drew, Ryan Permison, Kevin Budasing, T. Rob Brown, Richard Nebbins, and Alicia Marie. And if I forgot you, I am so damn sorry. Angry tweet me and I will include you uh, in the next one because we love you. We love all of our guests. But after 100 episodes and two and a half years, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember what I had for dinner three nights ago. So there's that. Um, (laughs) Speaking of Derek Diamond, he's here in the comments with us. Congrats on hitting 100 episodes. Thank you so much. Uh, Good brother. We will. Man, I love working with that guy. I can't even explain how many times I've seen him. In the last few weeks, go ahead and dive right on into deep two three. Dive in deep to D two three. That's what I meant to say. Um, JRB. Yes, sir. We have uh, we have a few, you know about forty ish minutes before David's got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you take us through a recap of D two three. Okay, so first of all, I think the thing we'll get out of the way first is the trailers we didn't see, and there were four mm-hmm. main ones. And David, I specific, I want to know if any of these stuck out to you or if you think we need to know more info before we can get too excited. But so uh, the first one is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We had a trailer drop at San Diego Comic-Con um, a month or two back, and it never was released online. We thought it was a little too early. So D23 seemed like the spot where we would find it. They yeah. did show more footage at D23, but they still didn't release it online. And this movie is less than half a year away now, I believe. Um, February. February, yeah. Uh, Based on the footage description and based on what we've seen at SDCC, what what do you think that we we can expect from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? Do you think the hype level is high enough right now for a movie like that? An an Ant-Man 3 that's supposed to be so pivotal to phases 5 and 6? Or do you think that they need to start showing... The general public more about this movie yeah interesting question um i think per, i have two answers personally i think based on the descriptions and the kang of it all like him jonathan majors being a main character asking like he's like Are, i'm an avenger and it's like have i killed you before right right it's those little right, cold lines um amazing you know that just an expansion of what we got in the finale of loki the other end of that is for the general public i do believe it will be time soon i think it will have i think it'll drop before um sometime next month is my guess before black panther so it can play mm. before that um get you know maybe before black adam so it can play before that next movie but oh, right now 
when you talk about like general movie audience moviegoers there it's such a dead zone for the box office right now there is nothing to go see there's no one really packing the theater right now to like have a nice new shiny marvel studios trailer most of us watch them online now but there's still that idea i think with the studios of like having it play before a movie that a lot of people are going to go see pretty much like in front of a lot of eyes so on my hype level is is expanding there are some recent uh research by the quorum uh david heron is kind of the guy who runs that and basically he has some analytics and eight man and the wasp it, it basically tracks like interest level and awareness uh and does he basically does research conducts you know surveys and stuff and the marvels on both fronts was higher than ant man and the wasp which i think was kind of surprising to me where you know miss marvel or captain marvel made a ton of money mm -hmm. but there's still that like level of interest higher than right now in ant man 3 so i think there is maybe some and this is coming off Miss Marvel, right? Which is a direct connection, which could lead to some of that. But I do think they do have some heavy lifting to do in order to get people excited. But right now, Marvel Studios has proven and shown their strategy a little bit, showed their hand that they're not going to rush into dropping trailers just because fans want them immediately. They're going to wait until it's good and ready, right? Even Thor Love and Thunder, that was such a short window from their first trailer until the release. We could see it similar here. Right now, they're focused on She-Hulk, and they're going to be focused on Black Panther very, very soon. Then they'll get the Ant-Man. Um, but my guess is the teaser drops in October, gets us hype. We see it before um, Black Panther in theaters, and the elevation will be there because Kang just being present. My guess is it'll be very similar to the footage shown at SDCC and D23. And seeing Kang there, understanding that Kang Dynasty is a movie happening, will get people excited to go out to the theater uh, and check it out. I like that. So you think that they're, they're going to be okay, despite not having seen anything yet. Ant-Man 3 is still going to do well. Thomas, yeah. Ant-Man movies have notably been pretty comedic, pretty lighthearted, uh, and they perform decently at the box office, poorly for an MCU movie. Do you agree with David? Do you think that this movie has any extra heavy lifting to do, or do you think that uh, Quantum Mania is going to turn a new leaf for the Ant-Man franchise? A bit of both. Honestly, I definitely think that whenever the bit of both. Yeah, yeah, you know, bit of both. Why not? I like that. I like uh, it. We want it all. We want I want it all. <laughs> I want I want Kang. And I think once they show Jonathan Majors as Kang, the hype level for the general public is gonna shoot up. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I talk to people about like, oh yeah, Ant-Man 3 Quantum Man is gonna be dope. And like another one. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Guys, Kang is coming. And they're like who and i'm like did you watch mm. loki yeah yeah he who remains but his other variant and they go oh, oh okay and i can tell they're lost right but when they see him and they have that understanding of who he is and i i have zero doubts about the trailer and what it's going to do but i hope they sprinkle in a little bit of he who remains footage in there mm, it's like just oh, for familiarity yeah. just for familiarity just to have it um i just watched that episode last night i was feeling it i've read like 50 kang comics in the last three days so like i'm deep in kang <laughs> right now five zero something like that I, mean, I'm, I don't know i lost count i just kept reading uh so i couldn't even actually tell you I'm, it, it just disappears after you've read the series it just continues the series uh but yeah i've read so many and once they reveal that and they reveal the time travel and the nature of it all i think it's gonna really pull people in especially when they reveal that scott needs to do a heist for kang in the quantum realm 
um, or he won't get his daughter Cassie back. That's what they revealed in this new footage here. Uh, I believe it was discussing film that mentioned it. And so it's very exciting that, okay, that's the plot of this. Uh, yeah. He's got to do a heist for Kang, the bad guy, which then means and opens up the wormhole in the variant mirror situation that we're going to see more Kang in this movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, that's a good point. Kang is going to be a major gauge for how hype people are going to get for this movie. And I think, you know, the first season of Loki is going to help out with that a lot. So Ant-Man 3, although we still haven't seen anything, the people that are seeing it at these conventions are responding well to it. And the description seems really cool. Uh, the other trailers that were shown, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, more new footage. Um, we see more developments about that pretty much every day now. Uh, but Ironheart and the Marvels also both had first looks in there. Um, it seems like it's still too early to tell if Ironheart is, is going to be anything substantial. It, it seemed like from the footage description, it was pretty much just some thrown together of what they already had done. Um, but the Marvels seemed a lot more solid. Um, we have a, a basic plot understanding now that it's going to be about Captain Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel, and uh, Tiana Paris's character, uh, Monica Rambeau, right? Uh, and every time they use their powers, they're essentially going to swap places. Oh, yeah. And so... Although we didn't get any footage for that, just the idea of it sounds really cool and unique. And when you combine that with the the rumblings that this might be a musical, the Marvels is shaping up to be something super unique and interesting for the MCU. Uh, David, do you do you have any expectations, or, or were you surprised by anything we did hear about the Marvels uh, at D twenty three, or do you think uh, it's just more noise right now? Yeah, no, I got me extra excited, I would say, because that idea, I think, will be uh, it will make it feel more lighthearted. I think I think one thing about Captain Marvel, I didn't love the movie. I thought Brie Larson was fine, but it didn't it wasn't something that really stuck to me. I, I didn't have a wonderful time in the theater. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what this is doing is it's upping the fun for this franchise with. The idea of them using their powers and jumping, right? Like switching each other's spots, which we saw in Miss Marvel now. Now we understand a little bit. Okay. You know, apparently the movie's going to pick up almost like right there. Great idea. Love that. And I just love the idea that what my prediction is with this is that throughout the movie, like at the beginning, it's going to be confusing, right? It's going to be, oh, what's happening? This, this is not helping us. And my guess is by the end, it's going to be because they learn how to work together. It's going to be their advantage and they're going to use it in super dope, cool ways. A la like throwing the lightsaber to Ben at the end of the rise of Skywalker. Right. And <laughs> maybe a little shrug. Right. <laughs> so um, that would be sick. Anyway. Yeah, right. They just get a lightsaber out of nowhere. Let's go. Brie Larson's just like, Oh, <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> right no it, it definitely uh promises some really interesting elements um uh leah jones in the chat uh saying how have i not heard the rumors that this is going to be a musical uh just to clarify i'd like part to ask musical too. part musical and i don't think it's going to fully be like a musical but it's going to have yeah. a musical element to it where yeah i, yeah. I was gonna say i think yeah, not yeah. quite like joker 2 musical right right but like but we'll have like there i think they're the Rumor is like they'll visit some sort of planet and that whole segment will be like musical based elements or something. But um, yeah, nevertheless, it's going to have a lot more weird stuff that, that Marvel has not tried before. And I think this was the first time we got a real taste of that. So D23, although it wasn't super unique in the announcements that it made, um, it did reveal some pretty cool stuff coming up.
uh, Kleinfeld of the Direct put together um, a list of eight of the best MCU announcements from D23. Uh, I just want to rattle through those really quickly, and then we can come back and touch on whichever ones you want to cover. But I do want to make sure we get this full list in. Uh, starting at number eight was Tim Blake Nelson returns for Captain America 4, a.k.a. the leader from The Incredible Hulk. Right as we start She-Hulk, all of a sudden he's confirmed to show up in um, a big Avenger movie, uh, Captain America. Uh, so on top of the rumors that Modoc will be appearing. Now we know the main villain is the leader. Uh, number seven is Cox, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are confirmed to reunite in Daredevil Born Again. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was also shown with the full cast of Echo. Uh, number six was uh, the superhero, the Israeli superhero Sabra uh, joins Captain America 4. So on top of confirming the leader, we also have a new uh, superhero from uh, from Israel, which kind of builds on what we were starting to do with Moon Knight, where we have heroes from the other side of the Atlantic, uh, which is, I, I think, amazing, especially ha after how well received uh, um, Scarlet Scarab was in Moon Knight. That was her name, yeah. right? Yes. Yep. That was awesome. Uh, number five is Werewolf by Night was unveiled. Uh, number four was... Uh, I never say his name right, but Ki Hoi Kwan uh, from Everything Everywhere All at job. Once. Yeah. And uh, Indiana <laughs> Jones, he's going to be in the second season of Loki. That I think that yeah. might have been number one for me. That that was an awesome announcement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a good surprise. Uh, number three is something we all suspected because of the rumors for the past few weeks. Matt Shackman is confirmed to direct the Fantastic Four movie. Um, albeit that was the only news we got, which I was a little sad about. Uh, yeah. Number two was the Secret Invasion trailer. Uh, for whatever reason, I wasn't expecting to see that yet. Uh, so I'm really excited to talk about that one. Uh, and number one for Kleinfeld at the direct was the Thunderbolts team full reveal. Uh, so yeah. they revealed all seven members of the Thunderbolts for the MCU. Uh, so starting with number eight going down, David, of, of the things we just mentioned, what are you most excited about coming to the MCU here? Yeah, um, I'll be honest, kind of a twist on your question is what I was excited about in the MCU, you know, could be different than what got me, what elevated my excitement for a certain project, Ooh, right? Okay, like, yeah, I, I think I like that better. Yeah. So are you saying yeah. that you went into D23 with certain expectations and then D23 flipped it for you for certain projects? Correct. And, and made and you, okay, awesome. Then what, 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 what raised your hype the most? What, what was the most invasion. Mm. secret invasion trailer um oh, for me dick. i don't know what it was but i mentioned just a minute ago captain marvel wasn't my favorite movie the scrolls to me were well done in the context of the film meaning you know they weren't like evil there was like a twist there getting now kind of seemingly evil scrolls and just samuel L. jackson being the anchor of the mcu and forging on right this show and as well as the Marvels, like Nick Fury is still here. He's still active. It looks, the cinematography looked great. Like it just looked beautiful. It, it looked better than I would say other Disney Plus shows have. Uh, not entirely. Like it's a very like general statement, but it looked very cinematic, a la an Andor, right? It mm. looks, it looks cinematic. It looks like a, they, they're marketing it as an event series. And I got those vibes when 
before when it was just speculation and photos and, you know, Amelia Clark's in it, cool. Actually seeing it in action to me rose that way up my anticipation list, way up my hype rankings. I'm now super excited and looking forward to the Secret Invasion, whereas the rest of the announcements, I would say, Thunderbolt was one thing. I, I was that got, that got me excited, right? And there and there's a lot to dive dive into with that um, announcement. I would say there's a lot to discuss. Totally. The roster, how it's all going to work, the dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Secret Invasion, I had just no expectation because I wasn't sure what it was going to look like, feel like, you know, be like. <laughs> and the trailer really upped my excitement. And now that's I'm I can't wait for it. Right? It's it's arguably I'm more excited for that than Ant Man. And they come around. I think come out. I, think, I believe around the same time. You know, spring next year will be February, and then spring I think for Secret Invasion. So, God, I can't wait for that show now. Yeah. No. It it seems like it's going to be like a a character study of Nick Fury while also being like this weird like thrilling like almost kind of eerie vibe to it. Like it's it, it's definitely going to keep you on your toes the entire series and. I, I love that they're being creative with how they're using the scrolls and you have one person and then, a, you know, a dozen scrolls imitating that one person in a room. I, I, I love that. It's not just as simple as, yeah. Oh, I'm not who you thought I was. You know, it's, it's right. It, the way that they're going to maneuver seems a lot more unique. Um, and this first trailer really kind of put me off like at, at first where um, it, it just felt I, like, like I said, eerie, it just kind of had that feeling to it. Uh, uh, Thomas, the, the Secret Invasion trailer, did it kind of move you the same way? Are you looking forward to this series, or do you think it's going to be one that is not going to be as interesting? Oh, no. I was always, like, interested in it. I wanted to know more about it, obviously. But good Lord, did that trailer. Like, every every time I've seen uh, the the description of the last, you know, the was it Comic-Con footage, I'm like, wow, that sounds amazing. But seeing it and feeling it, see, it's all about feeling it's just like star wars it's all about the feeling of a trailer and of a show you feel the tone you see the tone you experience it this show is gonna be wild uh i love the diving into nick fury aspect that we're gonna get i love the feeling of like you don't know who is a scroll and who is not a scroll and it really is making me look back at every project we've seen so far and question huh like that informant in WandaVision. Was it a scroll? <laughs> like these are these are questions we now have right. to ask. There's a lot of like go back and look vibes about this show. And um seeing I think it's gonna uncover a lot more than we're expecting. Yes. And they're billing it as a crossover event, a crossover series. So that's gonna be really right. exciting to see how they handle that. You know, especially considering like we've not really seen that many true crossovers happen since Endgame. And they um, haven't labeled a Disney Plus series a crossover event until this show. So we don't even know what a um, MCU crossover in that format looks like. This is going to be yeah. completely new territory. This could very well be the Disney Plus version of like an Avengers movie. And that is kind of where I'm leading, like in my mind. That's what it feels like when watching. It's focusing on all the stuff we know about, but it's also really hiding a lot. And I don't, I mean, when is it supposed to be coming out? Does anyone? I think it's spring 23. There's a reason they dropped the trailer when they did. And I'm very excited to see why. And I'm wondering if we get some scroll revelations here in She-Hulk. 
See, that's the interesting the part is this is right much now. further away than other Marvel projects. And the fact that we got to see it this early, it just feels like they're setting a certain expectation really early on. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that idea going into it similar with other series they've done. And I, I think yeah. that's the perfect way to manage it. Uh, I'm really excited to see how they'll handle the marketing campaign for this show. Yeah. Same, 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 same. Not different at all, honestly. I, uh, I really want to talk about, I want to talk shortly about Halloween, the greatest night of all time. Uh, Werewolf by Night is coming out October 7th. It's real. It's so real. We've been talking about it. It's been hinted at. It's been believed for a while. And it's finally here. It's all black and white. It looks spooky. You know, like like spooky, spooky, like a little scary and then a little bit fun and then kind of sad and then like spooky, scary, you know, like spooky fun. It's looking exciting, um, but it's coming out October 7th, which just means they're releasing good content around my birthday. And as David knows, <laughs> I have been screwed over for so many years with good movies and shows coming out on or around my birthday. I mean, the Batman was supposed to be the 30th birthday for me. Could you imagine what life would have been like if 30 year old Thomas had the Batman? Like that would have been crazy. That was a bummer. I think that was the yeah. biggest atrocity. With that was your the, birthday. Very much. So it's the biggest one ever. I, not even <laughs> considering whatever might've happened in the past, the snake in my face. Thanks sis. Uh, Batman, no Batman trumps all of that pain. Uh, so I'm really excited for that practical effects, really, really exciting to see that. And then the cast just looks fantastic. There's a scroll in that trailer. They're freaking everywhere, yeah. man. Oh yeah. Uh, it, also a TDA member, I believe was shown as well. Like a little snuck in there. Uh, yeah, they're uh, standing in the back. That last shot of the girl in the cage, as you see the shadow of the werewolf transformation, mm-hmm. there's a couple guards standing by the door. They look a lot like the TVA agents from Loki's first season. It'll be weird to see how this actually connects to the MCU because yeah, they also announced a, a multiverse um, ride at uh, yeah. Disneyland and yeah. Werewolf by Night and Man-Thing that were both in this trailer also both appear in the concept art for that. Mm-hmm. And so they do have plans to use these characters like it. They are. It's not going to oh, yeah. be a, a one off special event like they're they're marketing it. These characters will still remain in the background of the MCU. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see like where they'll show up next. Like I think it could be more than just Blade or Moon Knight. I'd I'd like to see you know the like a modern take on these like how we saw Miss Marvel do like a, a spoof of all these characters. It'd be cool. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see if they're gonna break out a Man Thing practical effect at Disney uh, at Avengers Campus because these wow. are coming out. These are coming out prime time to have those characters out during halloween season oh that's a great point and they just revealed like an eight foot like animatronic hulk for one of their rides yeah Yeah. dang that's a great idea they could totally do that because they add characters to the the attractions like as soon as a new project drops like i think miss marvel was at the disneyland park the day miss marvel premiered Mm. so it's pretty cool how they, they like to line that stuff up yeah synergy now we all really want to talk about thunderbolts right am i am i wrong i think we all need to talk about thunderbolts yeah it's the big one that is it's i want the the big big one (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we got the whole thunderbolts uh cast revealed to us um at d23 uh 
I think the most surprising part was that we didn't have a, uh, maybe not the most surprising, but Abomination wasn't in it. And I don't know why, but for whatever reason, like I think it's just how often people have been talking about him. I really thought the MCU Thunderbolts was going to have uh, Abomination in it. Am I the only one that felt that way? I mean, you're not. It's honestly, especially right now, because right. we have Abomination back in the MCU. Like, why wouldn't he be? And I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think that this necessarily rules him out because this is the heroes, the hero team. You know, mm-hmm. we still don't know the. There you go. We still don't know the context of what the movie's going to even be about. But I mean, looking left to right, Val, Ghost, and I, I, there, I think there's a clear, even the way they're lined up, there's a clear like hierarchy between you know who's going to be leading the group and also like who fans like um, <laughs> Ghost, Red Guardian, uh, David Harbour returning to the MCU, Yelena, Florence Pugh, which was just recently announced, you know, kind of like rumored, reported right. that she was going to have her basically leading her own Marvel movie, which is what this is clearly bucky <laughs> which i wrote the article on for the direct the direct.com and got the tidbit early and i'm like no shit bucky's gonna be a thunderbolt like that's wild um u.s agent which i am very wyatt russell returned to the mcu oh. um thomas yeah. knows i mm-hmm. really enjoyed that character's introduction to the mcu underrated very hated but in like the best way and I know people, you know, go on about the finale and his kind of like half-assed, um, I don't know what you want to call it, basically like resurgence or redemption. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That movie was, or that character was really good. I'm excited to see him again. And then Taskmaster, which is the big, I would say kind of the big splotch on the team in many fans' eyes <laughs> um, because it, it's, you know, it's not, not the wrong. original. You're not wrong. It's not, it's not the, it's not like Taskmaster as you'd imagine him in like a Spider-Man PS4 game right yeah um right. it's not right. tony masters it is uh i believe the the character's name is uh, what's the character's name it's drakeoff's daughter basically yeah um yeah. I, I forget uh, exactly the character's it, name it's it's antonia drakeoff i think they just antonia. changed tony to antonia yeah exactly um and it will be interesting uh matt rimke of the direct podcast who i do the show with uh he made a good point where you know she basically got d black widowified <laughs> at the end of the movie so this could be a whole new character with mm-hmm. the same right. you know, abilities and you don't even know her personality maybe, you're right, right. maybe wow. she, we have no idea she's not going to be that scared woman behind the mask which i think gets me a little bit excited but they do have some groundwork to do i think in marketing to show us that maybe she's spunky now maybe she's got yeah. this edge to her maybe she's got What's like her... these deadpool vibes now you know because she's like even kind of like yeah. a victim sort of like he is you know yeah yeah and ghost um, I don't remember the actress's name, but Ghost Hannah and Ant Man too. Or Joe yeah, Kidman. okay. Something for like Ghost, yeah, Hannah Joe Kidman, I think. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, she's got charisma. Uh, I think she could mix well because what I really want, and I'm not running the show here, but I want to hear you guys' opinions. Like, who do you guys think? What what interaction are you most excited oh, for? Man. I think this is like a great question. Um, because this is. This is going to be the MCU. I hate kind of this comparison, like Suicide Squad, quote unquote. But I say that in the sense that you get excited for the interaction, the inner team relationships. I'll start. I think Elaine and Bucky are going to get it on. <laughs> I am locked yes. in to whatever the, the oh, ship man. name is for 
y- yucky, yucky. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yucky. yucky. Call it here first. Hashtag okay. yucky. Hashtag okay. yucky. I was going to go big, It's going to be real. Florence Pugh and Sebastian Stan, come on. You're printing money. Um, So I- I'm all in on that. That's what great. are you guys excited for? What interactions Man. are you excited for? I mean, we have three Black Widow characters returning, yeah. two Falcon yeah. the Winter Soldier, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Really quick, going off of what you just said, uh, it creates a fun little triangle because mine was Bucky and Red Guardian. You know, I fought Captain America. No, you didn't. Like, that's a great situation just set up right there because you know, you know Bucky's going to hate everybody there. He's going to absolutely hate his life. And the line that was said on stage was, and somehow the winter soldier is going to be the most stable of them all. Like, yeah, that's insane. If you watch Falcon and winter soldier and you know, that guy's the most stable a, okay. He's getting there. Cool. That means he's the old guy mentor on the team. Quite literally the oldest one there at like a hundred and whatever, 120 years old at this point. (laughs) And, I love the idea that Bucky and a Black Widow are finally going to get together, like what happened in the comics after he was Captain America. Ah, but that was Scarlett Johansson. But I'm really excited for um, Red Guardian and Bucky to go back and forth and just like share all these war stories because, you know, they're the only two that that kind of might get along, especially when you consider like it's going to be fun because he's like, I'm a super soldier but I'm also Russian. That's going to be super awesome for not triggered Bucky to handle. Right. Um, Don't need to be remember reminded of any red stars on his left arm at any point in time. So it's going to be really fun to see how they interact. Uh, And then of course we know that Bucky's going to hate John Walker. I mean, look at him. He's behind him in this photo. He's like, get away from me. Yeah. 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 You're right. Bucky definitely doesn't want to be there. I, I, I think the most enticing, like, dynamic here is actually the group as a whole because when you look Mm. at each of their stories they've all been misused or mistreated by whichever organization they work for um, whether it was willing or not like these people are all victims in one way or another and up until this point all of these characters more or less have had to deal with that on their own and they haven't had anyone who can share that experience with them and now you're putting them all together so this is probably going to be like a giant firecracker at first when you put all of them in a room but by the end of this movie it's probably going to be a really strong bond that this team shares because they all have super similar experiences and if you look at them i mean look at ghost and taskmaster they look like they were made from the same design almost like it, it the similarities that they share i mean mm. literally 50 percent of this team has the super soldier serum in them so like it they're they're all so similar but yet, like you guys are saying, their personalities are so different that it's going to be so enjoyable to see them break down those barriers together and and form that alliance that they'll need, you know, by the third act in the movie. Um, I think the way that they've set each of these characters up, it's going to provide a really entertaining way to build these bonds that by the end of the movie, we're going to be, you know, shipping Yelena and Bucky or we're going to say, oh, you know, Ghost and Taskmaster are besties now. You know, it, I, I think that this movie is going to result in some really, really strong ties that the MCU can lean on for the next couple phases. Yeah. And speaking of strong, you know, these are mainly super soldiers. If you think about it that way, Mm -hmm. Um, like what there's the inner character dynamic. And then also the let's sit back, turn off our brains, get a diet Coke and a popcorn dynamic of how do these, what does the action look like? 
Right. I think it's gonna be pretty badass. Pretty thumping characters. Ghost, in a way, has the most unique, you know, skill set or whatever you want to call it, like power set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Taskmaster well, obviously has. Taskmaster will be able to copy it in a way too, so it'll be interesting to see that as well. Ooh, will won't be able to. I probably not the actual, you know, phase shifting, but it'll be interesting to see Ghost oh, finally yeah. meet her match in a certain way because Taskmaster's only had to fight widows at this point. True. True. That's true. I, I'm. I like I'm what you're curious. saying. I like it. Yeah, I, I just think it'll be interesting. Like Yelena expanding her power set to more. You know, obviously she's like a, you know, kind of the new Black Widow, quote unquote. Um, and then just, <laughs> I can't. I'll be honest. One of the my favorite parts. Two of my favorite parts of Black Widow are in Thunderbolts, Red Guardian and Yelena. Their interaction, like their relationship, is already developed and interesting, and just a lot of humor. Right? You can tell this. The show's gonna be funny. Uh, Sebastian Stan very dry as Bucky, right? And then there's just gonna be a lot of comedic moments. I think I I can't imagine this walking out of this movie come next or not not next. What? Yeah, 2024 July, something like that. Yeah, I believe 2024 July. Walking out of that theater and being like, that wasn't a fun time, right? This this movie's bound to be fun. It'll be interesting to see how they put all this together. I'm almost surprised this far away you know, just a little less than two years away that they're already just like, boom, here's the team, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind and, of out of nowhere. It, it was, in my opinion, the big reveal from that D23 panel. This was it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think adding that, context because they didn't have something else to show us. What do you think about that? Maybe um, th- mm. that's a good point. I think one thing that's being, uh, because we get so caught up in like what they did give us, is what they did not right there wasn't any really big cast um rumors or announcements i should say for fantastic four and to me what was surprising was no deadpool um i I felt deadpool seemed like a home run kind of knock it out of the park winning the weekend and marvel still won d23 in my mind even though i'll be honest um little mermaid might have um ariel might have won the weekend oh really oh yeah um Dude, that got the feel pop out of me. I feel that when when I saw that trailer, I'm like, holy shit! Like this is gonna be awesome. It you does. Know, it just it looks... looks awesome. The singing. Um, I always want to call her Halle Berry. What's the um? It's so cool. it's like Halle Bailey. Yeah, Halle Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's anyway. Uh, <laughs> the actress that's playing Ariel, like, just, just looks awesome. Gorgeous voice. She sung at like Thursday night last week for the football game. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is already great. So. But back to the point, I thought a Deadpool 3 announcement or something of the like, bring Ryan Reynolds out. Um, this, the replacement for me, I think, was seeing Vincent D'Onofrio, which is one of, like, I think one of the top, one of the higher on the list. We just mentioned the Klein article. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, Charlie Cox out on stage. If you've seen the video, it's like, oh, we want to talk about my series your series right and then charlie cox walks out it's like oh i would have loved him in the building for that so um that got a big pop out of me but you're right nothing really shockingly new i Mm. guess besides the thunderbolts team because that was new information we just got that there's even gonna be a thunderbolts movie confirmed and now we immediately kind of a few months later the next time for a big panel big announcement we get the roster um so i agree i I do wish Hmm. We'd maybe gotten a couple of other announcements that were more tied to, say, Phase 6, right? Even like a Wonder Man. There's so many rumors about that, like Ben Kingsley coming back for it. And nothing official in that in that area. But there's still so much time. 
I kind of think in a way it's ironic because before San Diego Comic-Con, there was so much talk that they were going to save a lot for D23. And they definitely gave us more at Comic-Con. Like, yeah, looking back overall. now, kind of a Yeah, like right. a little uh, days removed now from D23. Um, they definitely, I mean, they gave us the, the slate. They laid out how this saga is going to go. Like, that is way more significant than filling in the gaps, which is really what they did at D23. But mm-hmm. I digress. It's all great. It's all cake and icing at this point. Um, <laughs> Thomas knows. After No Way Home, man whatever that was the <laughs> pinnacle of comic book yes. cinema 2022 no, doesn't even matter all the rest is gravy i'm just living life having a great time <laughs> i uh i gotta before we jump off the thunderbolts of it all uh again i'm super excited for you know red garden you're like so you're trying to date my daughter it's gonna be fun do we think that this was just to tide people over because kevin feige said we're not gonna release we're not going to talk about who's on the Thunderbolts team because we haven't met all of them yet. Mm. Do we feel like this is actually the team or this is just the beginning of that team? I'll jump on that. Could be. I actually hope that we do have additional members because that would get me a little more excited for like what this could be. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's I'm trying to think of a good you know comparison. It's like when you're. Um, when there's like a set team in football and you have, and you're going into free agency, it's like, the, these are our returners, right? Okay. Our returners are these six or whatever it is. These are the guys we're coming back. They're already re-signed. Now, who are the free agents we don't know about yet, right? Like who are the people that Val hasn't quite recruited yet that will join in? I do think it won't grow much because they have to stop at a certain point to have those dynamics, unless it's like the suicide squad and they just, kill off a few at the beginning <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> or a couple die um that's so not that a bad idea actually you you could be right about yeah. that that might be the only imagine- reason alexi's here <laughs> i was gonna say uh, no i was gonna say imagine like past masters get shot through the face and, like the first <laughs> <laughs> there are you happy wow <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's like yeah it is I interesting totally though see- you're right because we've known all of these characters for at least a year now. So for him to say we haven't met all of them yet doesn't really line up with this picture here. So, and that what you mentioned about uh, announcing the spot for Thunderbolts at San Diego Comic-Con and then announcing the roster at D23, that's what a lot of fans expected them to do with Fantastic Four. And that's why I think that this might've happened because they're not ready to give us that Fantastic Four news yet. They kind of glossed over that confirmed Matt Shackman as the director and then moved on to the next thing. Um, didn't really spend much time on that at all, despite how much anticipation there was around it. So yeah, they kind of rushed their way to this announcement. And this one was so out of left field that everyone was super excited about it. And for a moment, it did feel like they gave us something huge. But looking back on it, we did kind of expect most of these characters to end up in a spot like this. Um, so it, it's interesting to see what new elements this movie will bring um, in terms of like the MCU stuff we haven't seen yet. I do think one thing um, they are treading lightly seemingly on phase six. This is the end of phase five. And I feel like there is a strategy going in of like, let's kind of make that the cutoff point, right? Yeah. Like we will get the fantastic four because that is Marvel's first family. That is a huge piece of IP that we're introducing to this universe. So we're going to talk about that more similar to the Avengers, right? Those are the big ones. Um, Thunderbolts is like where phase five ends and that we got more information about the leader and new world order, which newsflash 
very interconnected characters here, and they come out two months apart. So I'll be damned if the post credit scene of New World Order is not directly related to this movie. Like, that seems like a home run at this point. It's two, it's two months apart. Oh, you mean like the leader being on the Thunderbolts? Uh, or or some some sort of i'm curious how that ends too right like yeah. if he's the main antagonist of that movie where does he go and and you know i know you're gonna talk about she hulk now um <laughs> is the leader the boss in she hulk eventually right who's the boss of that gang so right yeah i you know all they gotta do is just drop that the boss is mr blue and everybody who's seen the incredible hulk all five of us are going to lose our freaking minds <laughs> because yeah the box office correlates by the way to the five yeah that, that yeah that math <laughs> uh, david before we get out of here and we let you go do your thing which is thursday night football preparations what yes. are your general thoughts on this week's episode of she hulk because if if you're not aware he's not been a big fan of the show as a structure and the plot of its of it all yeah yeah so i'll plug that now as well um so on the direct podcast you can hear my more full thoughts on this we just it should be like just up if you're listening live it should be like just post listen you know after you watch the show tonight listen tomorrow uh me matt remke the direct podcast everything you need to know about the universes you love um for the direct.com and on she hulk uh yes i have not been the biggest fan um i dive into my thoughts more on there this episode to me fell flat while I, however, I did think there was some strong character development with Jen specifically, which I had been missing and wanting, but this episode for me, there's something that I can't grip onto about it. It's missing some heart that I think Miss Marvel was full of. It was just full mm. of heart and soul, man. Like I okay. just, th fair. that coming of age story. This is not that this is a comedy slash hulk slash you know weekly case by case uh network television law show and it may not be my cup of tea but i definitely see the good in it there are some there's one character introduced that i love him he is the best he is i hope he's back in other i hope he's back in several other incredible um mcu shows uh moving forward and uh yeah those are my general thoughts so it wasn't my favorite. I'll be honest. Is. I think. What's that? Tell us who it is. Nick. Luke. Or Luke. What was his name? Nick. Luke. It's Luke. Luke. Yeah. Some general name. Why it's was it such Luke. a basic name? I Luke. wanted it to be like a more. You're fun right. Name. I didn't even remember his name until this really? very moment when Thomas said it. So, some yeah. four-letter <laughs> name. Luke. Nick. I'm calling him. Uh, yeah, Luke. Most of the guys in this show have pretty not memorable names. Not is that Pug. Pug's Except got a Pug's great Pug, Well, Pug is the best. I will Pug. say Pug and Nikki in this episode kind of carried. Mm. Nikki, Nikki definitely carried this episode. She was the bomb <laughs> yeah. in this one. Missed, missed Madison. Uh, didn't love Titania. Not going to lie. Sorry. That's okay. Um, you're not supposed to. But yes. Uh, Nick slash Luke. Loved him. He is awesome. David. That's awesome. Nick brother, thank Luke. you for coming back. Yeah, it's Absolutely. Nick. Nick slash Luke. Nick slash Luke. Love it. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming back on, man. Before you go, we got like 40. We'll hold you for 44 seconds while somebody says hi. Um, but thank you again for coming on. I know man, it's crazy. Dude. We made it to 100 episodes 
that are numbered because we definitely hit it like 20 episodes ago with all the yeah that's that's you know (laughs) that is very i had that thought earlier today i'm like there's definitely more but like you know 100 base episodes yeah. right 100 welcome to let's interaction let's talk about what what the news right like mm-hmm. let's get into let's dive into it all have two sections so yeah thanks guys so much for having me on i'm so happy to be back you know anytime let me know i know you know you guys are changing the scheme of things but i think that's a really fun idea of you know a little more holistic right mm-hmm. and i love doing yeah. that right i love looking back on something in its entirety and that's a frustration of mine kind of with disney plus a little is like especially with the show like this just drip by drip by drip by drip right and there's so much to talk about as fans but in a way you don't really know what's really going on and how good yeah. the show honestly really is until the whole thing's out because there's so many times i've watched these disney plus shows where i'm here i'm there um i'm not sure how i feel about it and then by the end okay i really enjoyed that or eh, that didn't hit as well for me but it takes so much time to get there so Congrats, guys. 100 episodes. Keep watching. I am so happy um, to be back, and I'm so happy that you guys had me on. Thank you. Of course, brother. We love you. And uh, without further ado, we'll let somebody say hello there. Lights, thunder, action. Congratulations on 100 episodes. What an amazing milestone for the two best three-name men in the business. That's Thomas Carter Rochester and John Ross Bradford, baby. Of course, another major shout-out goes out to David Thompson, an integral piece of the LTA family from the beginning stages guys it has been an absolute honor and privilege to guest on a couple episodes in the past but it's been an even bigger honor and privilege to get to know you both personally and to call you guys friends you are professionals down to the core you deliver the information in a nice digestible way while also imbuing it with your own unique energy and passion and that's what makes this whole media landscape go around at the end of the day cheers to 100 celebrate appropriately Join author Gary Zeiger for an animatic short film based on his breakaway Stingray novel series. Watch this animatic short based on the novel Stingray. You can't hide forever at stingrayseries.com. In Stingray, you can't hide forever. Captain Epsilon is putting the band back together to rescue his protege's little sister from the evil conglomerate while keeping his state-of-the-art warship Stingray out of their hands. Watch as the adventure unfolds in the groundbreaking animatic short at StingraySeries.com. Then, join the crew of Stingray with the next novel in the series, Stingray Prophecy, where Captain Epsilon and Dr. Zubre are pivotal players in an ancient prophecy. Can they reunite the people of two worlds before they destroy each other? To learn more, visit StingraySeries.com. And now a message from our good buddy. TCR, JRB, my guys, my boys, congratulations on 100 episodes of Light Thunder Action. You are two of the best podcast hosts in the game. It has been my honor, my privilege to be on your pod. I can't believe that you come on my pod. It is one of the best friendships that I have created over this time podcasting in the last couple of years. You guys are incredible at what you do. Keep on doing it. Here is to 100 more amazing episodes. And we're back. We have survived the ad break. Uh, Tearing up a little bit. Wow. That was really, (laughs) really, really nice of them. Uh, Liam, I cried earlier. Thanks for sending us that video. As soon as you're heading to are coming from the gym, I'd love seeing the gains. Ethan, it's amazing to hear from you too, man. Wow. We got to have both of them on again, huh? 
Yeah, I've been, from what I've heard, they're having like a height off. They're trying to figure out who's the tallest, which, you know, <laughs> sure, I can't compete in that game because I'm under six foot. Unfortunate for me. Uh, again, if you missed the soiree at the beginning, that's not the word I went for, but whatever. Um, we won't, we, we'll get to 100 episodes, but it could be like a couple more 20 years before we do that because we're going to go from weekly to special event type podcasting and live show where we recap a whole season or we review a movie and it's going to be a little bit less weekly structured a little bit more we're going to talk about the good stuff uh we have some more guests coming on in a moment but also we're going to have some people come on later on in the house of the dragon season so i'm not just talking about it by myself which real fast episode four crazy if you got turned on it. during that you got problems but i love you anyway for your creepiness uh, no, I'm, I'm watching i'm watching our guest faces down at the bottom and they're like what the hell <laughs> yes amazing episode oh, it goes so far shout out rhaenyra for just doing the damn thing and what i mean by that is getting rid of spoiler alert the hand of the king let's go uh Ooh. but without further ado I, know I just dropped so many spoilers on people who have not seen the show um without further ado let's bring in our next guest fellow tall person to ethan and uh liam there fellow but not to you klein felt yeah not to me friends hey there he is i would say i'm the tallest of the three but i don't know i i haven't met either of them So when you go to Philly, now you need to go to Boston so you can find out who's taller between you and Liam. Yeah, we can have a tall off. Isn't it between? Yeah. He's definitely thicker, man. What a specimen. Jeez Louise. Did you just call him a specimen? I did. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) And coming up from She Will Rock You Pod, it is our good friend, Leah Jones. Hello. Definitely the shortest person on the show right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. I think, uh, Klein, this is the first time you and I have ever done a podcast together. And Leah, I think the same goes yeah. for you and I as well. So two out of the four people on this screen, I, I say two out of four like I couldn't have done it with myself. But I haven't done this with half of you guys. So uh, we're at 100 episodes. Thanks for coming on. I was Thanks about to ask, us. anything exciting happening or what's going on? Oh, we're doing it. We haven't had a guest on in, uh, I think we talked to Ethan for the boys, but that might be the only guest we've had on in uh couple months at this point yeah yeah you know schedules are crazy you know what i'm saying when you work six days a week and then well seven days a week and then it's like oh yeah we gotta do our podcast today it turned out to be monday and now it's like oh it's thursday How yeah did that happened it's uh, uh yeah we've been playing catch up for a while and uh, we've still been able to make it work but um today we were all over it uh, we were but- like almost like we had to prepare for the day. <laughs> it's been a good time um, it, it's been a fun time getting here but been- um it has been. We're here to talk She-Hulk, though, because our, our guests also She-Hulk. have hard outs. Um, and really quick, jumping to the comments, before we jump into She-Hulk, I got to bring this one up from Beth Ann. Uh, <laughs> I, I missed that one. Hold on. It's, she's really excited for the unveiling of Bofa. It's going to take Phase 5 to new levels. I thought she was going to say Bofa these nuts, but she didn't. Nice. She just said I'd missed the article about it. So what is happening with the MCU and Bofa? What is Bofa? No, she's just building it up, man. She 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 got you. I guarantee <laughs> you know she's dying right now. Good. <laughs> I hope she is. There we go. <laughs> Good. I thought it was Bank of America because I typed in B O F A MCU and it said and it said 
Bank of America is in the MCU. And I was like, is that a thing? Uh, so here we go. Yeah, both uh, these. Nice. Yeah, I hope you're doing classy lady. I, I hope that you're fan, coughing I now. I hope you're coughing from just getting over COVID because you're laughing so hard. She says, that's what you get for getting the championship belt. Sorry, mm. you picked Airbud and not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that was a choice that you made. It was a choice you made, and Leah voted for me. You know how I know? Because we only met because of Star Wars. You're not wrong. Uh, um, David Thompson says, thanks for the love from Liam and Ethan. Klein, obviously, he hasn't seen you in a while, Klein. I saw you last night. I know. You're big sexy. He's abandoned us. Best He's molding thing. the minds. <laughs> the drippiest teacher in the entire Melbourne High what School I've heard. realm. Uh, Beth Ann is also excited, and she said, as a matter of fact... I'm assuming it's going to be about air, but we're here to talk She-Hulk. Bethann, hopefully you've seen She-Hulk, she but you've not. Because you, Get ready for spoilers, love. <laughs> oh, Bethann, it's only 30 minutes long. Let's she, do this. She does want to wait and binge it all, and I'm jealous that she has the... Um, oh, she hasn't she, seen any of it yet? No. no. She wants to binge it, and I'm like, oh, I wish I had the oh. like the grit to hold out for nine weeks. But, but it's the perfect way to wake up every Thursday. That's what I said. It's like a Saturday um, morning cartoon. Except, except it's on, a Thursday morning, almost in the middle cartoon. of the week. <laughs> yes. She says, happy 100 episodes, Frenda. I think she meant friends, but that's okay. We'll pass it Thank off. Thank you so COVID much for fog. joining us, Bethann. And uh, not the typo. All right. So real fast, before we jump into episode five, I'm glad, I'm glad you got that fucked up. Uh, <laughs> Leah Klein, what have your thoughts about She-Hulk through four episodes been so far? And we'll start with Leah. Bye, Bethany. We love you. I really like it. I think it's a lot of just TV as a whole has become super heavy and super, you got to think about it and dissect it every week and it's dark. And this is not it. This is the early 2000s rom-coms of TV right now. Like there's no thought in it. You don't have to like mentally, emotionally prepare for you sit down and watch it. You do not know what is coming next. At no point in the show have I guessed anything correctly. And I love that for us. Klein, <laughs> yeah. what about uh, you? What, how has She-Hulk been hitting you so far? Uh, I'm enjoying weeks? myself. I, I, I wouldn't say it's like blowing me away by any means, but I don't think it's supposed to. I think that this is, this is the Ally McBeal, the Mindy project of the MCU. And that's all it is supposed to be. And, the thing I love about it is I don't, I could see this going forever. They could give mm -hmm. me hundreds of these episodes and just have it be kind of this connective tissue of the MCU for the next 10 years. And I would be okay with that. I'm enjoying that. It is just kind of, I don't want to call it empty calories. Cause I feel like that's doing it a disservice, but it's, it's junk food. It's, it's, it's that comfort meal. It's just kind of like, okay, I can sit down. I'm going to have fun for 30 minutes it's not going to change the universe. It's not going to redefine the MCU. Sure, it might introduce some characters that maybe we'll be excited about down the line when they show up later, i.e. Daredevil or something like that. But they're going to poke fun at kind of the MCU as a whole. And I'm liking it so far. And Tatiana Maslany is just like hilarious. I think she is so funny. She's great. Yeah, she, she was the perfect casting for this. But I, yeah. I think you're right. The reason this works so well is because it if you accept it at for what it is which is excess of the mcu it, it works really well and 
the only reason we have this excess is because of the the success that the MCU has found so far. Like this show wouldn't have worked even two or three years ago, but because we are where we are now, they have the breathing room to tell a story like this while still getting out all the content that's necessary for like the, the bigger narrative, you know, but now we get to actually have some fun with it. And for the people that say like, they don't understand it, like, that's okay. Like, like you said, uh, Leah, this, you don't have to understand this. Like they're, they're, the reason you're racking your brain so hard is because there's no bigger picture with this. It, it's a week to week adventure. And it's not that deep. It's not that <laughs> no. deep. It's not that deep girl. And, and I don't think it has I, to be. I think, it doesn't have to be. You're right. And as soon as I accepted that, you know, around like week two or three, I've enjoyed it way more because I was so used to this Disney Plus format where there, it's so shrouded in mystery and you don't really have a grasp of it until the later episodes where it gets really emotional. This show isn't really like that. It's it's um, it's meant to be enjoyed week to week in that 30 minute segment. So you're right. It, it's it's different. And when it's accepted as different, it works really well. It's funny because I think that that differentiation, that uniqueness of it is actually going to be really important going forward. Like I in a DM to actually TCR earlier today, I said, like, I think that this show is going to end up being one of the more important MCU projects in a very long time, simply because it's opening up the pasture creatively for them. It's going to introduce mm. this new era where not everything in the MCU is a hundred percent essential sure the people like us are going to sit there and watch everything and comb through every detail but maybe they will take it more like a i don't know like a star wars where there are there are projects within the star wars canon that are a little less essential than say some of the other ones so i think that that's really cool that the mcu can be multiple things it can be the big blockbuster avenger endgame things and it can also be a legal sitcom that if you want to watch, it's there. Megan the Stallion's in it. It's great, but you don't have to. Right. It's not, it's by no means essential, but it is a lot of fun to watch. You could argue that Loki season one is kind of was non essential until, you know, episode six, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, what's the greatest tie? It's literally as far outside of the MCU as we knew it that you could be. It's outside of time, it's outside of the sacred timeline, which we found out was a thing. And then at the very end, it's like, oh, Kang. Oh, this is literally just saying, by the way, Kang is the next villain of the whole yeah. shebang. That's a good point, too. Like, we have people like the leader lurking, and we've met the Wrecking Crew, and they also are promising pretty heavily that Daredevil's going to play into this story, and it's going to make some sort of sense of his MCU introduction. So, like, there are things happening in this show that a lot of fans have wanted for a long time. Um, but at the same time they're doing it in such a lighthearted fashion that like in the grand scheme of things, you can look back on the show and it, it's not going to hold the same weight that something like WandaVision does where, it, you know, it factors in so heavily to the main plot of a movie, like a sequel to Dr. Strange, you know, She-Hulk is, is, is going to have those themes that are referenced later on, but it, it's probably not going to have the same emotional weight going forward where, you know, they really need to, you know, drive it home with, with those characters. Absolutely. Speaking of driving it home, let's go ahead and hop into episode five. The title is it's the greatest title. Mean, green and straight poured into these jeans. Also, uh, <laughs> She-Hulk's matcher bio, I believe. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly it's we'll get to that. Jesus. Uh, the episode <laughs> starts with, you know, Ta Titania. I almost said Tatiana. That would have been funny. Uh, Titania, you know, is suing. So and She-Hulk is upset. And then, you know, eventually she has to go to court with Mallory Book, helping her out. Um, and they work on 
stopping the lawsuit and obtaining the name She-Hulk for Jen Walters. The quote B-plot is Pug and Nikki are going to go from this point. It starts with shoes, which all I could think about was JRB. <laughs> Got to get those Iron Man 3s, man. Got to get Yo, them. He was I'm, very adamant. For real? Is he wearing Not them? joking. I'm wearing my Jordan 3s right now for this very <laughs> reason because when he said, I got to get the Iron Man 3s, anyone who knows me knows I got this whole arm covered in Iron Man right now. And I'm, my favorite shoe, the shoe that my little avatar is wearing in the corner of that screen there is mm-hmm. the Jordan 3. So when he said Iron Man 3, I was like, I love Pug that. is me. I have a drip <laughs> I'm Pug. Pug me. <laughs> I love the, what's yeah. he say? He's got, oh, I got to get two pairs, one to cop and one to... Oh, yeah, one, one to rock to, and one to stop. Yeah, there we yeah, go. One, yeah. to rock one, to one to stop. stop. He knows how it goes. <laughs> and it's just Pug like the look in, on his man. face, man. He's like, yeah. It's, wait, so you buy one that you don't even wear and just look yeah. at? He you. was one stock X reference away from like being a little too real. Right, exactly. <laughs> like that. that is one of the most relatable like modern references this show has had so far. Because how many teenagers heard that and go, oh, I know a guy that resells sneakers. You know, like that. that is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is it really? I oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy these from Nike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know a guy who I mean, I guess I knew people who did that when I worked at Dick's, but they mostly bought PS5s and sold them at double the market value, so. Yeah, same idea. Same idea. Cool. Not did you buy them for double the most... market value or just We don't need to. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, if only you were a lawyer named Pug, you could afford it without issue. But um, <laughs> hey, man. Oh, man. He came for my sensibility and my income. Hey, all right. Apparently, we they digress. aren't paying hey. these lawyers all that much there. She notes that she doesn't make the, the medium big bucks. bucks. She makes the medium oh, yes. bucks. The medium Yeah, and bucks. I, I yeah. think Nikki said something about her being broke, too, in either this episode Jeez. or last. You guys are so Los Angeles episode, lawyers. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, it's interesting that they're they're State bringing attention tax. to they're only making like a mediocre salary when he has them at the very front of this new division. So maybe that'll yeah. factor in later too. Maybe it's because they're women. I was gonna say that. Ooh, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Because Pug is able to afford two pairs of these shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I like so where you're going with that. The the shoe and the drip broker lead to getting. The drip uh, Jin broker and She-Hulk. The drip. I love I'm sorry. The drip broker. It's such a good name, you know. Um, they are. Uh, that leads to the superhero fashion broker, I guess, who creates all these suits for superheroes and superpowered folks. Um, eventually, that's where it leads to, so that Jin can get her suit. I kind of recap the whole thing, except for you know, like a couple of very important character beats along the way. Including the Avengers, yes, which Leah sent me while we were going live. She's like, "I want this," and it's just an Avengers. <laughs> I need, I need it more than anything. Like, I love the knockoff not... heroes too. Like the Thor holding a shovel yeah. was my favorite part. <laughs> I, I love. Why does I love the Hulk it? have a mustache? Like... <laughs> Why not? Hulk. I want that towel that's hanging in the little wardrobe when he opens it up. It's got the Hulk with a mustache and like a wrestling onesie. Yeah, that was so bizarre. It was like Luchador Hulk because it was really weird. I want it. (laughs) If it's not on Essie tomorrow, I'm going to be very mad. Oh my God. You know who that was? That was Stanley Hulk. (gasps) Oh, oh, I love that actually. I love that. Oh, they worked a Stan Lee reference into the last one too. Oh, I like that they're doing that. Um, I really love that Thor is Thur, as in Thursday. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thur. Um, 
as in, yeah, I, I like that. It's a good one. And you know, he's carrying around a knockoff Captain America shield, and then he he's got a a, a genuine Thor hammer. Like yeah, I have that real, exact. That's prop, the real just, Legends one. It's sprayed a little white. No, it's the costume one. They have the rivet at the bottom. I'll, I'll break mine out and show you. They actually took it from the their own prop set. <laughs> exactly. They walked no, they, across the hall. They got it from a Ruby's costume situation because it's the, the all they did was spray paint it brighter, brighter gray. Um, no way. I'm telling you, I have I have a lot of them. Uh, for for wow, no reasons. wonder it looks so legit. I was like, that's for yeah. sure the replica one. No, yeah. even better. <laughs> it, yeah, it's the it's the costume prop. Um, so. I wanted to, I got five bullet points here, really, and it's pretty short. Um, I love that for Jen and She-Hulk, she is she continues to say that she's over Titania stealing her name, but the denial is so strong. And that is what I've learned is her character arc this whole season is coming overcoming her denial. Um, it's in every single episode in some form or fashion, and this one it's just over Titania. And then she goes on to mention that, you know, oh, can always count on me to throw myself under the bus, which is exactly why I love her. Mm. That's why I connect with her. I am under the bus. I was born under the bus. Um, yeah, she keeps and saying that, things like, you know, this just happened to me. It's not who I am. And she's like having a hard time taking ownership of, of this thing. And uh, mm -hmm. you're right. It's a theme that's presented itself in a very unique way throughout each episode. I really liked how it presented itself here. Very much so. Very much so. Um, what, what about what about you leah uh what what do you what are you vibing with when it comes to she hulk's situation this episode that's such a good question what are you vibing yeah, with today that's that's a that's a big question um when you like watch she hulk it it like the the vibe that it gives is literally different for everyone even though it's a mm -hmm. comedy isn't that so interesting yeah Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but like okay. the, the fact that you're asking that question, it really is a fair question because this show is hitting everyone so uniquely. It's like a Rorschach And like test. even the Megan Thee Stallion like post-credit scene is like dividing everybody. So Leah, go ahead, continue. This show, what, what, it, how are you vibing with it? What, it, how does it make you feel? I, I vibed with this episode because she's really coming into her identity that was kind of thrust upon her. Um, that she didn't choose, and any of it, she didn't choose to become a superhero, much less her stupid name of She-Hulk. But through the the legal case that we see, like she's whether she likes it or not, she's stuck with it, and I think she's become really fond of her identity as She-Hulk. Um, but also, it's giving her this kind of weird double life that she's really trying hard not to have, like all the other superheroes. But she has to have because no one really likes Jen as much as she wants them to like Jen. And it makes me really sad, actually. Mm. Um, but I think I think women always kind of feel like that, that like no one likes our natural selves. So we've got to put on this this front. And in her case, she gets to put on a superhero front um, to make people like us. And even down to the moment where she and um, Booker in the bar and she's like I'm so glad we're friends and Book's just like yeah no we're not sorry <laughs> thanks for the drink yeah yeah, yeah. goodbye <laughs> yeah uh Klein, what, about, what you? about you Jinx I mean I'm kind of feeling the same way as Leah a little bit like I think that it's very interesting the predicament that they're kind of putting her in and, and giving her internally where like this is a superhero who We've seen superheroes who don't want it, but this is one who like actively hates it and 
actively is like, just can this thing go away? Like, I'm not, when she walks into the uh, costuming place and he's like, oh, what kind of superhero are you? And she's like, I, I'm just a lawyer. And like, like she's, she is so against anything that comes with being what we've come to know and love in the MCU that I really like that conflict. And you see it at the end when she is doing, she is bringing up all these, not ex-boyfriends, these dates, these partners going up uh, on the stand. And like, you have them all basically going like, yeah, we love She-Hulk. And then like, but that Jen girl don't know about her. And I, I really like that internal conflict. It is dealing with a little bit heavier stuff than I thought we would get in this kind of hunky dory comedy. And I'm really interested to see how much further they go with that because she is, I think starting to see that, okay, like maybe I won't, I'm not accepting this, but I'm coming to terms with it. Like I'm this, there's, mm-hmm. n- there's nothing I can do. This isn't going away. I loved in that scene specifically how she's like, she mentions the Nikki, like those are all corroborating witnesses that will win me this case. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to suck. And it's like, oh, so you're really going to parade them in front of me? That's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. And then it just cuts right to it. And you're watching her. And as they do the, the what is uh, the, the title of the episode is straight from the bio, as we said, mean, green, and straight poured into these jeans. And what she's looking for in a partner is a strong back and a king size bed. <laughs> and everyone is that line. yeah and everyone is just like ooh. and as these guys come up i mean david otunga again she's like yeah sup i'm the she hulk the real she hulk no big deal and he's like oh she felt like a tryhard i'm not really into that and then she's just like eh, okay from the guy who said he squats 600 and he doesn't even have superpowers <laughs> dick uh Girl, and, and as they as they go each go up she's just like can I disappear? And then there was one moment where they say something and they look back at her and she's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm like, that's me. I feel that. Like this is it's the most gen is... that we've seen She-Hulk. Like it's funny because yeah. you we usually when mm. she is She-Hulk, she's presenting as like super powerful and kind of like on top of things, even though she internally we know as the audience isn't. But like in that scene, it is the most gen that we've seen this character where she is literally sinking into this suit that fits She-Hulk perfectly, but usually Jen is swimming in. But you're getting a mix of that character in that moment where it does look like she's shrinking, but she's really just like slinking back going, can I get out of here, please? Yeah. And then yeah. we end with with pretty Dr. Face, who, you know, last week we were confused, like, why did he just leave? Like, is he only Leah's then, shaking her head already? I yeah, and then he's guy. like, he's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, Jin's not really my type, you know. But She Hulk, yeah, She Hulk is. And I'm and like, what was the look the she gave person. him at the end? What, like, I'm so confused. yeah. It almost looked like she gave him like some sort of understanding, like it's okay that you're acting this way. It's and I didn't okay. vibe with that. I I, I, was I didn't like how I they had was... this understanding at the end. I thought it was a thank you for t- explaining yourself, but thank you for leaving is what I took that smile oh, out. See, I got it as more of very... a, like, a, okay, we have an agreement. Like, I can, I will show like, up green and everything is fine. Yeah. Hmm. She's going to call him later. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, like, it still is an outlet for her when she's She-Hulk. Like, it, it, the dude is infatuated with the idea of She-Hulk. So, like, guess, that door could yeah. still be a little open and she might end up falling back into that and regret it later. Don't do it, girl. As as someone who definitely has people chase him as Thor, but not as Thomas, don't do it, girl. 
<laughs> I, it kind of relates to the comics a little more because you guys are all talking yeah. about how much she likes being She-Hulk compared to Jen. There is a comic run where she like refuses to turn back into Jen and, and face her human respons responsibilities. She's like, I love being an Avenger. I only want to live at the Avengers Tower. And they end up kicking her out because they're like, you're being so irresponsible with your life. You have to figure out how to be a regular human again. And it would be cool if somehow over these next four episodes, we see kind of like a mini version of that spiral that she goes into where she has to realize, oh, I do need to find a balance here because I'm being She-Hulk for all the wrong reasons. Um, kind of seems like that that might be what their position. Have you read a lot of the She-Hulk or any She-Hulk really, JRB? A few of them, few, yeah. I, like, that's I'm certainly something I, not... I haven't touched, but apparently like this is super faithful to it. Like this, like this is not a it one really for does one, give it, like it, Dan Slot that vibes. tone is it's, perfect yeah it works really well with like that's one thing that you really haven't seen is like the comic fans of She-Hulk I don't think I've seen complaining about this because the people who do like the She-Hulk comics they're nailing it I, they, they are nailing it like this is the tone that those comics carry like it's modernized and has modern references but it is the exact same tone so like the people upset with it are the people that didn't get it anyway but um, yeah, yeah, and I, you're right. I like how much they're aligning with what we already know. So uh, let's go ahead and I guess jump into the the B plot, which turns back into the A plot because she gets her name. She gets her name back. She wins because all the dickhead douches show up fighting for and, something she didn't even want. Yeah, not originally, but you know, she you know, like she said, it grew on her. Do you think she gets all mm -hmm. the copyrights to all these like brand deals? along with her name do you think she's get like the booty what is a booty filler juice or whatever like is that <laughs> yeah, we saw that, that piece well? of art at the end of yeah. of holloway trying of it holloway yeah that's um no they've got to be uh recalled oh, that's yeah. right yeah they said everything recalled. has to be recalled immediately yeah wonder if she'll oh, which win any sucks sort of... for ched yeah yeah ched's reselling out of his van oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Wait, explaining like, trademarks to her and she just screams into a pillow. That was yes. That, that was man, the most I, mansplaining scene. That is exactly <laughs> how it feels like. Man, Tatiana plays it so well because she doesn't get mad. She's just like so internally just irritated. Like she doesn't fly off a handle at anyone. She's just like, I'm so tired of this. And like just seeing her just combust internally is so hilarious, especially when it's secret. into a pillow. We're always angry. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. <laughs> Leah Hulk Jones, Hulk Leah Jones. That's awesome. Hulk That's Leah. great. Hulk Leah. That's it. That's it. That's your new name. Moniker forever. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Not Lee Hulk? Uh, Lee Hulk. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> no, that works. That works. Don't let Thomas fool you. That's a good one. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> Agree to disagree. I have the power to kick you all out. No, I'm just <laughs> JRB has the power oh, wow. to bring you all back. So <laughs> it's a good balance we have here. Um, the, the, that Tinder date section is so cringe. Um, and it, that's, that's kind of my favorite part of this in terms of gin. Cause that is like, that's who this is. Wonderful. Cause like, as David was mentioning, this was the most character development we've had for her, which I agree with. I've been in just because of how she's presented to us. Tatiana Mislani is adorable and weird thing her teeth something about her teeth that i just love like her canines her are a little smile bit longer. is so charming yeah. and yeah and she's, like, when, she's so adorable like when she walks in and everyone's like he's like no you just gotta walk in 
like we have confidence and she's like oh god like let me pass over oh my god <laughs> and she walks right in and everyone's like wearing all these clothes and i'm like she's wearing just like something normal and it's like oh little child please blah 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 blah. and i'm like is it weird that i like her clothes more than everybody else's clothes in this whole place <laughs> she's wearing just like shorts and a shirt and i'm like that's it that's a vibe right there. she's so real yeah she's very down to earth authentic very like she it doesn't feel like she's acting it's just kind of like i think this is her yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a good point it does seem so natural that it doesn't even seem like acting for for a moment like even the way she breaks the fourth wall and talks to us so naturally it doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel like there's a lens there it really does feel like she's talking yeah, it to feels you. like the uh, the mm. cameras aren't rolling and she's just yeah just reaching out to you yeah like you're there it's it uh, she's very very personal with it and uh it, her her craft it, it she's she's refined it to a level that's that's very very impressive I need to watch Orphan Black because she plays like 14 characters in that show. Some, some great Canadian television. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that. Klein with the Canadian love. How <laughs> Good old Canadian kid Klein. Second cousin directed a few episodes of that show. So, Whoa. Yeah, I, I, cool. I got a Tatiana connection. I, I'll reach out, see what I can do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that, buddy. We'll get you on for the interview. Uh <laughs> We'll let you, I'll let you replace me for that. Cause I don't interview. I just stand like, it's there, like they're right here. <laughs> just like Chris Farley in that, ep- in, remember, when he interviews Paul McCartney. You, that's me. Remember when you were in the show? That was awesome. Remember you did the thing with the guy and the, and the stuff. Yeah. And then you, you wore the, the suit and you twerked like that was awesome. <laughs> um, back to the AB plot. Pug, uh, and, Pug and Nikki again, get the superhero clothing situation on uh and they finally go meet luke nikki and she hulk slash Jin, and that's where the fun interaction is you know you're wasting my time and my talent go out of here and it's like wait a minute she needs a suit that is not just any suit it needs to change with her body show them show them and i love the she's just like are you fucking kidding me right now i can't change <laughs> this guy shrinks down look yep impish small childish now go back yep yep and superhero super body and it's like, have you ever worked on a Hulk before? Again, Nikki, killing it. Love Nikki. Nikki might be over Madison for me. And I know that's saying a lot in the world, but I just love how she just Nikki's lands great. the same joke. She's hilarious. Uh, and but this Luke she... guy is like the MCU version of Edna from the- Incredible. I was going to say that. <laughs> like, it, it, like even the part with the intercom where he's like, go away. Like that's literally a scene from The Incredibles. Yes. Like when they're it's dancing. Insane. I can see you dancing. <laughs> I can still I see saw, you. I can still see like, you. Thank, like, thank you, sir. <laughs> that was one. That was my favorite scene of Nikki in this show. Was just how she handled that whole interaction. Yeah. She she's such a, a a delight to watch. Absolutely. Anyways, uh, we were talking about that fourth wall break, and it's it's so great because my favorite one of this episode is when it's like I thought you know Mallory you know the, I, I can't believe we're friends now. Did I just say that? I just said that. And then it's like you know I you can you do better. Dressing too. better. Yeah, I, th- I guess you're gonna start dressing better. Oh yeah, my clothes and just instant cut. I was like, best. oh yeah, her that clothes. I forgot transition. about that. Uh, goes right on in. Luke gives her. Okay, one quick annoyance that I had. Luke gives her a suit jacket, and if you listen, you hear a zipper undone, like it's a garment bag. Mm-hmm. She wasn't opening a garment bag. She didn't have one. It's confusing. It's annoying me. It's a little sound thing that i noticed each time and i was like that doesn't make sense but then but also why did he just give her a jacket and not pants 
She bought a suit, <laughs> not a jacket. To be to be fair, I think there were pants. You know, uh, if I like had hanging a, over the hanger. Yeah, hanging in the pants hanger. are usually yeah. hanging inside the like the jacket. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. I'm gonna be honest. It wrinkles. It makes it efficient. Makes it yeah, it's, it's yeah. Efficient. It's efficiency. Yeah. Come on. Doesn't make one sense. hanger. Hang it all. It's good for traveling. I even I put definitely... my dress shirt on over the pants sometimes. So then you okay. have then That's you have efficient. dress shirt, pants, and suit jacket all in one. That's perfect. I keep you the hang the tie pants. there, and you're good to go. I, you clip the, the pants. Hangers? You do the clippies. I, I gotta clip the. Ha- I gotta do it. I can't do it any other way. It's really annoying to my OCD for some reason. Because if they have one wrinkle, it's ruined. The whole the whole fit's ruined, man. This was the detail in She-Hulk that Thomas couldn't tolerate. I could not tolerate a zipper when there was no zipper to be You don't know. Maybe it had zipper pockets on the suit jacket. You have no idea. Yeah, we don't know the type of technology he worked into this fabric. Okay, that was a really long zip for a pocket. All right. Maybe it's a big zip. Maybe it's a big pocket. I don't know. She's also eight feet tall. They're Hulk-sized pockets. Exactly. Yeah. Shit, you got me on that. (laughs) <laughs> the garment bag, he gives her a garment bag, and she's like, when am I ever going to wear this? My question, is it her super suit, or is it that big, shiny, silver dress? Because she's mentioned, I don't think I'll ever have an occasion. Just thank me, Jennifer. I think it's the dress. That's what I mm. thought. That's what I thought. Because right you know she doesn't own anything fancy. She's only making medium bucks, okay? <laughs> she does not have black tie affair. That's a good point. Klein, what do you think? I mean, I didn't think about the dress until you just brought it up. Like, I was like, oh, it's a super suit. But yeah, I guess we've seen this yeah, dress in the trailers, and you guys are making a sense. lot of good points. She's worn a few dresses in the trailers. There's that sundress she has on, too, that we yeah. haven't seen yet. So she is going to have a couple wardrobe changes. She's going to go to JCPenney a couple times, pick up some nice <laughs> <laughs> some nice fit. I don't know. You're, that, that would be a, a cool misdirect, because this is a guy who literally makes super suits. So it, it would be pretty mm-hmm. obvious if if this is the guy that gives her the what suit if this that is she like a super using, suit but... dress like what if this dress has like yeah, i don't know some like super capable abilities like... bulletproof fireproof yeah that would be interesting each little sh- shiny shingle is like a flare or something like that's probably a little extent or extreme or but... weapons weapons because then she can a just lot about hulk throw hulk throw hulk throw hulk throw hulk throw true <laughs> like weaponized sequins is that what you're talking yes. about yep. yeah okay. that, that, exactly that would be crazy <laughs> I support it does it does seem like the superhero suit that she has will actually probably come from bruce because it looks so much like his end yeah suit. it looks so, so avengers yeah like it it's it, it doesn't seem like something that this guy would make because the avengers as far as we know haven't been going to him it was all tony mm. yes However, comma, he is, he's seen the Hulk. He knows cousin by blood. Ooh, okay. I can take some mm-hmm. inspiration from that. That was a great pun, of, by the way. Yeah. By blood. Yeah. Literally by I blood. <laughs> <laughs> by blood. <laughs> That's how the series started. Yeah. Gotcha. I was like, um, right <laughs> it took Thomas a right yeah. over Thomas. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they're cousins by blood. And yeah, yeah it's literal. It, like, it, literally <laughs> by blood. Literally by blood. Twice. Nice job catching that. <laughs> yeah, I caught in the moment. I'm like, oh, nice, because she healed his ass. Cool. And yeah. then I was when you guys brought it up, I make a good. Anyway, obviously, the... Hulk was very public as a hero leading up to Endgame. Like yes. he he had a, a public career as the Hulk again. So mm-hmm. like it notably it destroyed sense a just... couple like African cities. <laughs> yes, there's also that. But <laughs> when he became smart Hulk. And he had that purple getup. Like he, there was a deleted scene from Endgame where he yeah. like saved some people from a burning building. So like, he is still doing superhero stuff that the public sees. 
and they, he could totally just pull it from that. That's a good point. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been thinking because as the episode ends, we see not only Daredevil's helm, Golden Helm, we see his vest hanging mm -hmm. out right there next to it. So it's like, all right, they teed up Tatiana, wrong, Titania last week uh, and went right on into it. So now it seems they're teeing up Daredevil for next week because he's coming to pick up his new suit. Um, so if he's picking up his suit there, then she has to get her suit elsewhere, especially if they're in the same episode next week together. That brings me to this question. Is Daredevil in next week's episode? What do you think? We'll start with Klein. I will say he is and only next week's episode. Ooh, okay. Because that's that's what the that's what the, the streets are saying, that he's only in one episode. And I think they're gonna do some really cool, like I think not romantic banter, but like flirty banter between the two of them because he can't see who Jen or She Hulk is. He just knows Jen. Oh. Yep. That's a good yep. point. It's been all about the looks lately, and now we're meeting a guy who isn't able to see the looks. It's all about the voice, which I dare day. Which is the is constant factor between the two. You're right. Her voice yeah. doesn't change. Yep. So he can't even technically tell when she turns into She-Hulk unless he's somehow tapping into her vitals, really. Yeah. I mean, which well, we using know he can sonar, doesn't he? Can't so. he kind of see with? I haven't watched Daredevil. Yeah, I'm sure like he could like figure it out, but like there there probably will be a cool moment where he won't be able to recognize which form she's in, or he won't be able to understand that like the the Hulk changing is like is such a drastic thing for her. I think that's probably going to be something she'll have to explain a little more, um, and then he'll have to relate to her in that sense where they both kind of have something that's keeping them from being normal. So. I think they will be able to relate on a level that that will be really interesting and unique for that that dynamic. Um, mm -hmm. it, it'll be it'll it'll be cool regardless to see Daredevil, but how She-Hulk responds to another superhero is going to be really really cool to see because she's actually establishing a superhero career now. You know, well, she's working on it. Leah, what do oh, you she's think doing about it. the Daredevil? You know, she's doing it. She's done one fight. <laughs> I think he'll be in next week, but as the opposing lawyer in whatever case we got going on. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Interesting. That so would be fun. That would actually be really It would cool. make sense why he'd only be there for one week. Cause yeah. Right. New, yeah, because every new week we've had a new case. Yeah. That does make sense. And again, they've teed it up that he's going to be there for his suit. So it would, you know, oh, wow. oh I can't just so go to sense. L.A. Yeah, I can't just go to L.A. for my suit. I got to go there for work. Winky, winky. Right. And then it's like, oh, Jen Jennifer Walters. Oh, I've heard all about you. Let's go grab. A I drink. like that because that would explain why they're investigating the same scenes, but they don't seem like they're together. Why mm -hmm. that rooftop scene where he jumps down and they sort of meet each other. They might be following the same lead and they're trying to beat each other to some sort of evidence. That would be such a cool spin on what they've been doing with She-Hulk so far. Mm -hmm. That would be. That would be. Anything else anyone wants to say about She-Hulk pre-credits? Because I have one major thing for the credits itself. Take that as a no. Well, no, I don't think so. A lot of thinking faces. There was like one scene that I really loved that it was just a little tiny piece Ooh. of dialogue that made me laugh so hard. And it was when she walks into her boss's office and says, how's everything going? Or what she, is everything all right? And he goes, no. I just, I just <laughs> laughed so hard. I'm like, yeah, I, I totally understand that. No. 
yeah. there are those instances that definitely catch you. I also laugh so hard every time just normal Jennifer Walters is wearing the Hulk suit. Like yes. when she's walking around like a, <laughs> like a seven-year-old wearing her dad's clothes. Like I love it so much. Yeah. Oh, it's great. What about Julia? What is something, what is a scene or moment that you love from this week? I also like her in the suit just because it's relatable. That's how I feel in a suit. So It's like she's in her jammies. <laughs> it's just everything's too big. Nothing fits right. <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting to see her in some clothes that actually fit her in the back half of the series. Did anyone uh, else yeah. note there's a fun little Easter egg? And I'm like almost 100% sure that it was there. At the very beginning, she's wearing like little like pajama shorts and they're purple. Who wears purple mm. shorts? The Hulk. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah. I did miss that. I definitely missed that. And she's that. <laughs> her her pillow that she screams into is green, is it not? Whoa. No, even better. There we go. I guess I gotta that, watch it again. Guys, I thought uh, it was gray, but I don't know. I don't remember. The, the opening that says She Hulk by Titanio is hilarious too, by the way. Oh my god. I yes. like how like there's a variant of the opening each week. And I think I love the Titaniacs. Like it's that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah, Titaniacs. Like, I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Is she Horrible. the Kim Kardashian of the MCU? Yes. Basically, yeah. <laughs> she is. Yeah. It's it feels like it. I love the moment where it's like, this is the woman that beat you to yeah. Uh, copywriting right. your name. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Multiple people are like, it. how did she beat you to this? And they're like, I just didn't think of it. And that that her insecurity is brought out in like a new sense in this one because she has to admit she was bested by someone like Titania. And yeah. she right, she's kind of still in denial about it up until the end. Mm -hmm. Very much. So speaking of the end, as we know, the credits have amazing courtroom style art. And uh, and this week, man, this week has peak. All right, peak. It's I don't think it's ever going to get better than this. And I know that's going to be wild for someone to hear. But I'm saying it and I'm living by it. It is the shoe collection. There it is. Of one. Pugathan. That's his nickname in my head. Uh, it's Pugathan. I know. That's not at all what I'm trying to do. Why won't you work, technology? Don't Why worry. I got you. That's good enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not good enough, Leah, because as we've all, you know, as it's mentioned, this is like Cyclops. There we go. The question I have for you, JRB, is, is it the exact photo? Nope. It's not the exact photo I needed. That's okay, though. I love you. Don't worry. I got I, the other one you need. I got the other one. I got the magic you need. Every time I open my Gmail, you see. Not, damn it. Oh my God. Where is it at? <laughs> Give me just a sec. I'm pulling. I have up. another one that I'm trying to find in my email, but it's not popping up. I gotcha. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There it is. There it is. Okay. Not the one I wanted either, but that works. Um, <laughs> wow so hard to impress so, this tcr man oh man this is it's tough. because it's because there's one that's hidden like very high up and it's not seen until right before it changes and it slowly okay. colors it in it's got jubilee colors it is pink blue and yellow over Ooh, a white jubilee. shoe it, yeah with a spade um oh my god i'm a liar kids i had it loaded the whole time Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, right up there. Right up at the very right top. Right up there. Yeah, right up at the very top, above Where the Where are Hulk we looking? Shoe. The very the top to the left of Hawkeye. Oh, okay. And on, if you watch it on your TV, 
and you pause it at that moment, it's it's got a spade, it looks like. So I'm like, is that Gambit? Is that Jubilee? I can't think of any other hero oh, that like it that. could be or any other character. Now, uh -huh. above the Iron Man is the Nova. To the left of yeah. that is Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. Up one and over left one is Juggernaut. Mm. Cannot figure out what's behind his head, but it very much reminds me of one of those Jordan shoes that you were talking so lovely about, sir. And I can't <laughs> it looks like a variation mean. of the thing. Yeah, it looks, uh, it's the, almost the thing a shows up. A, yeah, it looks like he shows up a couple times in this one. Um, but yeah, they okay. they have a ton of characters on here. You see, like Falcon Dead and Namor and Doctor Doom and Deadpool, and there's a ton. And uh, Wolverine, Cable. Cyclops, Cyclops, Namor, Electro, a, a Spider-Man right mm -hmm. there underneath Captain Marvel, but in Ben Riley's colors. Yes. Yeah, Scarlet, Scarlet Spider. Uh, Von Doom, America Chavez, the Silver Surfer potentially underneath Deadpool, Thor underneath that. Of course, they're ugly. Why are they always giving me my favorite character? <laughs> ugly attire, whatever. I'm not going to complain. Question for the crowd here. Who the fuck is above Nova? And to the left of Hulk and the right of Dr. Uh, that's Strange. Falcon. That is uh, comic Falcon. Oh, okay. I could. We not actually, it out. I I had the uh, the privilege of editing this article this morning that Russ Milheim wrote for the direct, and we spent probably about thirty minutes just trying to figure out which what each of these shoes were. <laughs> and awesome. I, I I don't think we said anything about the Jubilee one. So it, after all that, I think you still found one that we missed. Um, there's so much packed into this one picture here. I love how they're teasing these characters that they're saying they're not even going to be using for another couple of years still. Yeah. Um, like we probably won't see most of these characters until closer to the end of phase six or even phase seven. Yeah. Which is bonkers a and awesome B. Yeah. The, I guess the foresight is, is pretty awesome. Have, uh, uh, Leah, out, out of all these sneakers here, uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, are there any that are, are are jumping out to you as, as something you'd add to your collection? Um, well, I fast forwarded through this because I was trying to see if there's a scene. So I totally missed this yeah, when I watched wait. the episode. What the heck? There was no post credit scene this week. Yeah, what was that about? I was, I was super confused. So I was pretty mad about that because they set the tone for four weeks straight that we were getting one every episode. And this would have been the perfect week to do one with Titania. I and... wonder if that... Or with the shoes. Like, this as a scene would have been so cool. I wonder right. if that Daredevil yeah. scene at the very end was a post-credit that they, like, moved over. Mm. You know what? Uh, one of the guys at the Direct was saying that. And that would make sense because it definitely felt like one. Um, it doesn't feel like a She-Hulk post-credit scene because those have been super fun and lighthearted. But... It, that scene definitely felt like an MCU post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did what they did. Um, they just left it where it was this week. Yeah, just put it where it was because they're like, you know, it's less about the She-Hulk fun and more about, hey, this is next week, when really they need to be like, this is next week inside of the credits. That's a good um, point. We're talking about Pug's shoe closet right now, so they gave us something interesting. Yeah. Fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> Again, wish this were a scene. Wish those shoes were real, at least in a concept template. I need those Iron Man 3s. And I need to see what the 2s and the 1s look like, too. They could have commissioned those from those guys on TikTok who make all the custom oh, shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been could've. so they cool. They can do so much. They do like an Adidas partnership with some Marvel stuff, but it's nothing like this. No, they're no, never no. as cool as the customs. It's like, oh, the we have black Adidas for, for uh, Venom. Yeah. Oh, that's 
right. Yeah. That's yeah. And they did they did the Miles the, Morales ones for the the Spider Man game. Those too. are sick though. The oh the Miles those Morales are Adidas cool. are cool. I love the Miles Morales. They did Spider Verse Nikes are the coolest. Oh, the origin story yeah. Jordan ones are are by far the best Marvel collaboration any shoe company's done because it looks just like the original Chicago's. But that that's okay. that's a whole different niche. So. Yeah, I was gonna say um. I would definitely go <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Adidas collection. Dragon because, Ball Z Adidas. Yeah, if I, I can tell I'm the only Dragon Ball Z fan on this pod right Kamehameha. now. Kamehameha. Shows my age. Thank you. Guys. Oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, uh, but I I mean, the, they're, they don't make my favorite character ever have good shoes when they do a shoe collab. Like, I don't even like the Venoms like you were talking about. They're like, I'm like, all right, cool, Venom. Oh, they look like shit. I'm not paying 75 bucks for that. <laughs> Sorry, Adidas. You got to do better, love. Um, so you know, I, I'm a, I'm a shout out the Boo, Boo uh, Adidas. Those are bright pink, obnoxious cloud looking shoes. But that's kind of it. Like that's kind of our show right now. We've wrapped it up. Is there anything other than Daredevil? Oh, I got a question. What do you think? What's your hot take for this season? What do you think? is one thing that not anybody else might be thinking of. And JR, but you'll go last because I can tell you have a lot of ideas. <laughs> okay. Um, hot take. Hot take. So I'll like go some... first. Okay, go ahead. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Scar is going to show up, mm. the son of Hulk from Sakaar, and She-Hulk, like it's very specific, Jen Walters and She-Hulk, her blood is going to have to save him from some kind of disease and or cancer then it comes back saved by the niece wait mm. shit no that'd be the other way around saved by the aunt hmm. saved by the aunt saved by the aunt i can tell wow, everyone is gonna, still that, thinking that's gonna take a huge turn then because that's not at all the vibe i've been getting no. so far <laughs> <laughs> it'll be done with tongue and cheeks what can i say <laughs> you know we do still have that weird scene of jen and bruce where they're dressed in like this this old school attire and she's looking at the, the screen and says you know you wouldn't like me when i'm angry that was like the first scene they ever showed to promote this show and i haven't oh. seen it since then and i don't know if they did it specifically just for promotion or if it's going to be something in here but there are going to be instances in this show that are going to get pretty weird that that we're probably not expecting. So it, yeah. it could definitely, definitely go down that alley with, with the next four episodes. Klein. So I'm going to say something crazy. Perfect. I think we get a Kevin Feige cameo in this show. That is so fucking meta. I love oh, it. I just, that would be amazing. You're, you're in Los Angeles. You're already like poking fun at the whole franchise as a whole. Like that's kind of the idea. And I don't know. I think it could be fun. And I think he plays himself. I think they canonize Kevin Feige within the MCU. I love like, that. You Stan Lee in the comics. Yeah. It's crazy that you say that because just last summer they did that in Marvel Comics where they had this huge X-Men event and none other than Kevin Feige made a, a cameo appearance in that comic book. And it was like the crossover event, like this X-Men party where like every Marvel character was there. And even Kevin Feige was there kind of lurking in the background, like seeing what was going on. So to see that happen in like the, a live action format would be even cooler because we've only seen him like drawn into a, a situation like that. 
if we saw him actually interacting with the characters he's created, that would be way, way cooler. I just think it's a matter of time before it does inevitably happen. And I, I just, I think that this would be the perfect place to, to do it. Cause it's, I think super low risk in this series. Yeah. And we've been doing it with oh, Stan yeah. Lee for over 10 years, over almost 20 years with all the Marvel movies he's been in, you know? And I, I guess, you know, that is a little different, but Kevin Feige is responsible for this. Like we would not have this if it was not for Kevin. His Feige. name is now on everything. It is now a Kevin Feige right. production, right? Like it's, he is exactly. not, it's not like he's, he's lurking elevated. into the background as the years go on. Exactly. He's running the comics game right now. Like he runs everything Marvel. He's the Marvel man. He does kind of have a hold on pretty much anything Marvel related. Uh, Leah, for She-Hulk, either whether it's it's the series as a whole or an upcoming episode, do you have any uh, hot expectation that you don't think anyone else is thinking of right now? Or uh, are you just in for whatever comes our way? I'm just going to throw out a crazy prediction that I had an idea of while we're sitting here talking. Um, I think we're going to see Jen at her angriest because she's never really had a full anger given to the dark side of the force moment. Like, Oh, yeah. She's yeah. always been except for that very first time where she changed, like she's very much been in control of her emotions and controlled it. So I want to see her just go like blackout, angry, save the day. Doesn't know how to control herself anymore. That would be really sweet. Cause That's like it. so far yeah. she's pretty much, she's had some sort of answer for pretty much everything. And she's yeah. been able to, even if she can't at first, she's been able to get a handle of things and, and stay in control of it. So that's definitely a theme that's not common for Hulks. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if she ever is going to lose control because we haven't seen that yet. I I like that you say that because the only time we've ever heard like, I don't know what to define it, but when she gets angry and roars, she has her Hulk roar. Mm -hmm. And then we don't hear that kind of thing from Bruce at any point when he's smart Hulk until he's fighting Jen. And she pisses him off to the point where he's like, and breaks the, the bar. I think that's a great, that's a great point. Maybe that's supposed to be, maybe that's episode eight. You know, that would have been episode seven leaving, leading into that point. Or maybe it's coming out of what was episode eight, which is now episode one. And that's in episode nine. Like, we'll see that. That just seems like something. I like that, Leah. That's probably the most realistic one of all. Yeah, no, that's that's good. It, it might not be the level of destroying a small town, but she she might lash out and and do some damage that the public yeah. will actually see her in a negative light for once. Because everyone's been more or less acceptive of 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 what She Hulk is, you know, except We're for too people like Titania. Almost. Yeah, like... right. It's it's like it it's almost like this integration for her has been. I know she's too had her easy. struggles, but it has been too easy for the most part. Uh, everything that Bruce has been telling her about how difficult it's going to be, she really hasn't seen that yet. And she's just found ways to navigate her normal life while having this inconvenience. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that plays back into the, the, the denial aspect of it, too. Is she's, she is going to have to come to terms with the fact that she can't keep splitting back and forth between these two lives, similar to what we saw in Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, mm -hmm. the problem's not, you know, Spider-Man. The problem's you trying to live two lives, you know, so maybe we'll see something similar there. Okay, I like that a lot. Uh, you can find this show on Twitter at LTA Podcasting. That is an action verb, I-N-G. Where can everyone find you on social media, Leah? I'm on Twitter, Leah underscore Elizabeth J. Instagram, Leah Elizabeth dot J. 
or you can listen to my podcast with Beth Ann at She Will Rock You Podcast. And you should, because it's new episode out today on Cindy Lauper. Oh yeah, girls just want to have fun, you know. Kleino, where can everyone find you on social media? I'm at the Kleinfelt everywhere. That's the word the K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T. I also host a Star Wars podcast alongside someone else on this show, Thomas Carter Rochester. Wherever you're listening to this show right now, go look up Reckless Rebellion. We do similar stuff to this, but in the universe of Star Wars. And I have a video game show called Controller Club that please look, listen, review, like, do all the things. Do all the things. JRB, where can everyone find you on the socials? You can find me at JRB underscore direct on Twitter, Instagram, uh, serialized letterbox, pretty much wherever I can write stuff. Um, yeah, JRB underscore direct. You can find me at TC Rochester Act, T C R O C H E S T E R A C T on all the socials. Um, really quick, uh, David said what you said, Leah, about. You know, that's our secret. We're always angry. May end up being a line in the show. It could be. And I I don't very well could be. Agree. Uh, (laughs) He also said they're going straight up princess and night freak freak mode next episode. (laughs) I'm not exactly 100% sure I know what he means by that. I I think he's talking about the dynamic between between her and Daredevil. Uh, and obviously, she's the knight and he's the princess. Yes, it's going to be her picking him up and it'll be a very much like a Fiona and Shrek situation. Which, by the way, Shrek my big article for the direct today yeah. is that Marvel just confirmed Shrek exists in the MCU. So we have that now, too, because <laughs> Mike Myers, it, it was a quick moment, but Titania Wars. called. Yeah, we might see Shrek show up in Secret Wars now. But uh, shout out yeah. Beth Ann. For you know, drafting Shrek number one overall on her team. What was her wow. team? She had Air Bud and Shrek, and the Dark, and the Dark Knight trilogy, <laughs> the which three. she paid five hundred plus dollars for. And My I got goodness. Planet of the Apes for forty. Like, I don't like Planet of the Apes. It gave Wait, me nightmares. What? As a, a child? Oh, it gave you nightmares? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. If you saw it as a child, it can be traumatizing. <laughs> Just watch the Matt Reeves ones. Yeah, the new ones are great. The, the modern day. They're the really idea great. of sentient monkeys freaks me out. Aren't we what all if... just sentient monkeys? Wait, what yes. if it's played by... Are we sentient? Yeah. Definitely monkeys. I'd like to say uh, I am. We're in the Matrix. It's fine. What if it's played by... Oh my god, why Andy can't I remember his name? Thank you. Good god. I just kept remembering all of his character names. Thank you, Andy Circus. What, what if it's like Snoke? Eagle? Just imagine it's Snoke is Caesar. That makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you, I, I, it is worth oh. checking out the Matt Reeves ones. They're so well done, and the the CGI is is really state of the art. Yeah, I think that would make are. it worse actually for what from what Leah's saying. I've it seen sounds the like it, yeah. first new one, and I, I I couldn't get past it. Oh. That's you know, my fiance said the same thing. It, she just has a, a hard time with monkeys in general. They just creep her out. So um, I should never. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just a monkey thing. They're like hairy humans. Yeah. Hairy humans. I don't yeah. dislike monkeys, but in that capacity, I'm just not comfortable with them. It's too much. Okay. Yeah. Too much. Oh, look at the time. We, I was going to bring up the death of Rogue Squadron since we have two very oh. opposing opinions down beneath <laughs> us. Um, but but there's no time. They've got to leave. 
Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, we've reached the end of the show. As always, there could be no show without the Iron Man variant to my right, world-famous journalist John Ross Bradford, bringing a much-needed eloquence and wit. We could not do it without Leah Jones and the Kleinfeld uh, coming to us, helping us celebrate episode 100. Holy shit, kids, we did it. We lived this long. Congratulations, Thank you, Terry guys. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I don't know how we did it. It's been two and a half years, and I'm surprised we're still going, to be honest. Well, they haven't pulled the rug from us yet, but anytime. Shout out Terry McIver for hanging out in the comments all night long and helping us produce behind the scenes, as well as David Thompson for joining us earlier, hanging out in the comments, and again, producing behind the scenes. Thank you to the HWWS Web TV family for supporting us and carrying us on the network. Most importantly, thank you to our fans that join us weekly whether you're watching on facebook twitter youtube or listening via apple podcast good pods or spotify we appreciate you spending your time with us please be sure to like follow subscribe drop us a comment leave us a review and give us five stars but only if of course you think we are worthy 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 as always i'm tcr and i'm jrb and i'm klein um, felt <laughs> And I'm Leah. And this has been episode one hundo of Lights, Thunder, Action. We'll see you next time. Cow.